Welcome to Talent Takeover Unfiltered. When it comes to working hard and keeping it real, we know our shit. Self-care, happiness, inner peace, and time. I'm Brianna Rooney, and this is Taylor Bradley. Hey, y'all. And we have thrived in chaos and turned it into an art form. So, Taylor, what are we doing here today? We're here to give you a raw, under-the-hood view of all things recruiting and finally give credit where credit is due to a long underrated industry that's full of quote-unquote experts. All right. Well, then let's take this show to the road. All right. Here comes another fun episode on Talent Takeover Unfiltered on how to create confidence. Yeah. Taylor, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Uh, Super great because I've got my Talent Takeover Unfiltered shirt on. You do too? Remember, y'all, you can listen to this, or you can listen to this, you can watch this on the Millionaire Recruiter YouTube channel, and you can comment, and we'll have so much fun with that. I love it. Yeah, and we have this merch, which I think you were going with that, where you're going with that when you were talking about our merch. We do have this new merch available, um, super soft t-shirts. We're all about the quality, like a soft t-shirt. We love them here, so you guys have to check those out. We have hoodies, we have t-shirts, we have hats, we have all kinds of good stuff, so make sure you check out the links, too. Love it. Awesome. Okay. So we, you know, as everyone knows, we tangent on this a lot and we handle, this is definitely meant to be all in like recruiting, talent acquisition, but there's so much more that goes into this position, into this job, and that can really set you up for success. And confidence is what, like number one, (laughs) you know, and if, and if you don't have it, you got to fake it. But we have lots of cool tips here on how you can actually create it and it can feel real and it can be real. Let's just feel real. Yeah, I completely agree with everything you said. And I think there's some, um, what we're going to talk about too, is some misconceptions with confidence. And so I think that leads us nicely into our first one, which is, um, you know, success is more directly correlated with confidence than it is with competence, which I think is really interesting because I think a lot of, it's a common misconception that people have, I think with confidence is they assume that, um, you know, myself included, if you see somebody that's uber confident, you're like, okay, they know it all. They have their shit together you know, whatever they said is facts. And it's like, but that's exactly by design what they're trying to do. You know what I mean? Even if they don't know their ass from a hole in the ground, you know, they're still like the air of confidence will make you think that they're just like the most on it person. They're super sharp, super on top of it. Um, But I think confidence can sometimes mask confidence or uh, excuse me, competence that Mm -hmm. you maybe don't really know what you're doing or what you're talking about, but it goes back to what we always talk about, fake it till you make it. Yeah. Um, And really where that saying probably came from is, you know, have the confidence that you made it or have the confidence that you're you're doing whatever X is, whatever it is that you want to do. And it's going to make you seem like you have more competency with regards to whatever that is, whatever subject that is, whatever you're trying to do in business or professional. Um, So what are your thoughts on that? My head was spinning on that. So, you know, um, we have the Millionaire Recruiter Program where we're teaching people not only how to be just badass, most efficient recruiters, right? But we're teaching them how to open up their own agency. And that is a subject we talk about probably every week. And everyone needs help with it, even if they've already have been a successful recruiter. It's like, it's the confidence to get the clients, the confidence to then talk to the clients and get the fee agreement signed. It's then the confidence to say, hey, I got this. Because in recruiting, you know, this is, in my opinion, one of the only jobs that you could be, you know, day one recruiter talking to a CEO of a company, you know, about their hiring, which is the most important function of their company, right? So it's it it's scary. Uh, and you have to have the confidence because 
you know, um, what's great is, again, this person can be really accomplished. Um, everyone knows I'm in tech, so it could be director of engineering even, you know, and this person is a badass in engineering. It has, you know, computer science, PhD in computer science, who knows, right? But it doesn't matter. The bad fact is you are the experts. And so you have to make them feel that. And if they can't feel that, then, well, what are you going to do? But but that goes to exactly what you're talking about, that even if, again, day one, if you have the confidence, they're like, okay, cool. They're not even going to question it. Yeah, absolutely. Like you go figure it out. Well, and I think, I mean, I think if you're showing up to, to your point to a CEO or somebody like that, you're having a conversation with them, you have to have your shit together. You have to be able to have. And I mean, part of having confidence, too, for our listeners is not just knowing everything, right? But it's also... Um, being confident enough to say you don't know something or say, you know, hey, I don't have the answer um, for you on that, but I'll get back to you on that. I think that's really powerful, too. So I think confidence is also being really honest and, excuse me, having the confidence to be honest and say, hey, I don't have that answer for you or I may not know that. I'll circle back down on that. Yeah, love that. Um, And then this is a big one. I feel like men, women, everybody, regardless of who you are, can struggle with this. Um, are you disempowering yourself with your thoughts? So, you know, the words you say and the story you repeat in your own head makes up your whole physiology. So be kind to yourself. Yes. So we, um, Cheryl's our exec coach. Again, if you guys listen, you know that, but she talks about this all the time. And like, it was, it's such a moment. And even though I've, I've heard this before, I get the chills every single time because fuck, you actually, you write your own story. Yeah. You know, like whatever you say to yourself, that's the story that that you're writing. And again, it turns into manifesting. Yeah. So that's powerful. So powerful. Be nice. Exactly. Be nice to yourself. It's just so crazy that we could be so kind to a stranger and we're such assholes to ourselves. You know, and it's like you're like you're literally kicking yourself. You know, like if you like that, like you took yourself out of your mind. It's like you're like just kick yourself against the wall. It's awful. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's really important for our listeners. We get these good nuggets from Cheryl, like you said, to share with them that, um, you know, she she said that about the story you um, you tell yourself and repeat in your head makes up your whole physiology. But also once you become aware of the power you and your brain have, you can replace negative self-talk with strategic and positive thoughts. So I think it's just like you said, Brianna, it's acknowledging, you know, that that becomes your story like that becomes facts what you manifest the story you tell yourself it does become your reality and so understanding that that is the case that whatever you're telling yourself is actually go going to end up being your story then change the narrative of your own story and i think that's really important because i catch myself doing that too like you're saying sometimes you know we're really hard on ourselves and say things it's like oh i'm such a fucking dipshit i'll say things like that to myself and i'm like but i wouldn't say that to anybody else or I feel that way about anybody else in that same situation uh -huh. but i'm like oh what a fucking idiot you know we are hard on ourselves um yeah. going right into another one that we say all the time and i really do i say this to my kids probably daily but feelings are not facts your thoughts aren't facts so I think that's a big one. That's another one for like, I'm just because I think I'm a fucking idiot or a dumbass sometimes doesn't mean I actually am. Okay. So everyone knows, well, hopefully, you know, if you listen that, um, I don't, we don't talk before we don't talk about like the session. We don't like look at our, at like right. some script or anything like that. But what's funny is I was like, cause you know, we, we talk so much that I was like, all right, I'm not going to say what I think. But when you were talking about that last point, I was literally saying, wow, you say all the times facts are not feelings. And all of a sudden you went, bam, and here's the next one. I was like, that's exactly what I was thinking, that even though you're telling yourself something, it does, that's not facts. 
Like, yeah, I just I love that you said that. Yeah, that thoughts are not facts. Feelings are not facts. And so, again, going back to I'm just because I think I'm a dumbass sometimes doesn't mean I actually am. But again, it goes back to like, why? Why would I say that to myself? If that's not something I would say to a stranger or anybody else in the situation. I think we oftentimes give others grace that we don't give ourselves. And that, you know, goes back to the our women, um, women's empowerment and women in business episode that we did where we talk a lot about how, you know, women, we struggle with guilt, you know, and we struggle with holding ourselves to, a, I think, a higher expectation than anybody else holds us to or wants us to be held to, you know? Yeah. So, well, we were told at a really young age, it's like, oh, you have to choose. You can either be, have a family, a great family, or you could be a powerful woman in business. Well, why? <laughs> why, can't, why do we have to choose? I don't get it. Why can't we do both? And we can and that's yeah. definitely what that that episode's. Um, if you haven't checked out, you know, women are great entrepreneurs. Definitely check that out, and hopefully, open up your goddamn business. But yeah, keep let's keep to the confidence. Get on yourself. <laughs> all right. So, um, and it, this is all in line with everything we've been talking about. But modify your relationship to failure. So admit it happened. Think about a plan for the next time that you're in that situation scenario or scenario, and just move on. You know, and I think that's really powerful too. Is modifying your relationship to failure and how you view things as as failure or what you view as failure. Um, and that one's a hard one to do. I, I feel like if anybody thinks, sit there and thinks about moments, you're like, oh my God, where you're just like kicking yourself. It's most of that is going to be probably a negative connotation where you're like, oh, I failed there versus that was a growth moment. That was a growth opportunity. Um, and I was actually listening to somebody just this morning. He was speaking on um, reframing your thoughts for imposter syndrome to be these are growth moments. So instead of thinking like, I don't deserve to be in this room or on this panel or speaking with these people or, you know, in the same breath as these people. And that's kind of what his story was, is he was in a panel with people that he was like, oh, my gosh, you know, I've been like following these people in business from the age that I was 15. And so it was really powerful for him to be surrounded by them and as one of their peers. But he was saying, I look at those as and reframed his thoughts to be not imposter syndrome. Like, what am I doing here? I don't deserve to be here to be. These are growth moments for me that I these are moments that are being placed in front of me for me to stretch myself, expand, get out of my comfort zone and have these growth moments where I eventually will feel like, OK, I do deserve to be here, which I thought was interesting that I'm like, OK, so it seems like maybe if you do something over and over again, you're like, OK, I deserve to be here. I deserve to do that. Um which I think has been, and I'll just get a little personal here. I think it's been been the case for me with regards to this podcast. You know, it was one of those things and I'm like, the fuck are we going to talk about? Nobody wants to hear me talk about and curse and say all this bullshit and just rant. But I'm like, sure shit, people, people can relate to it. And I'm like, that's really powerful. And so when we first started the podcast, I had all of those feelings. And now I don't discredit the things that we say or do. And even when we tangent and rant and it's like, you know, we're cackling hens. Um, it's still to me, I'm like somebody out there can relate to it or it's going to lighten their day or something, you know, it's 10, 15 minutes out of their day and it just might bring somebody a smile and we actually deserve to be here and deserve to have this podcast and people want to listen to it. And that's even better, you know? Yeah. So you got always remind yourself, like you work really fucking hard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and, but for me, I think it's just because I've, I've been an entrepreneur for so long, like I could have a failure party, <laughs> you know, it's like, all right. Here we go again. You know, this is great. And so luckily I have had a really great relationship with failure really early on. Mm -hmm. uh, but it also probably because like I just didn't I just didn't give a shit. Like, so I definitely had the confidence back then where I was like, I don't fucking care. 
Like, who cares? You know what I mean? But I will say um, it creeped up on me, like, as I became more successful and that, like, I was relating to the panel thing. Um, I'm going to speak in July, you know, like, shit, I don't even want to, like, see who the other speakers are because I don't want to go down that down that road. I don't want to compare myself because that's another thing. It's like in order to have, I think, true confidence, you don't compare yourself to anyone. I mean, think about just what we tell tell our kids because they'll be like, well, that person did this. That person has this. And we're constantly being like, you don't compare yourself to anyone. But it's like, wait, why am I comparing myself to somebody? <laughs> yeah. You no, know, exactly. all ha- we all have our own journeys. I mean, just in the Millionaire Recruiter program, all the different entrepreneurs, like, we have to constantly say, you guys are on your own journey because they're going like, oh, I feel behind on this person. I feel like this person has a better LinkedIn profile already. I feel like this person's doing that. No, 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 no. Like your journey is your journey. Like you'll get there as long as if you want to get there and you have the work ethic and all of those things you want to get there. But it's like, no, stand tall. You will get there. Well, and I mean, that's so much easier said than done with social media these days. And I feel like that's where yeah, I've had to really I know you don't dabble in social media with the exception of LinkedIn, but that's where I've really there's been times in my life that I had to just completely detach from it and stop logging on and even looking at it for months at a time because I was getting in those funks where I was just comparing myself to people. And um, it's going back to the episode that we did about mentors. You know, whenever I was doing the research for that episode, it talked a lot about the um, internal and external mentors. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting that, you know, you have these external mentors and that can be show up in the form of social media where social media is mentoring you. And it could be a positive mentorship. Right. Right. But it can also be lead you down a negative path where you're just continuously comparing yourself the way you look, the way which I think is is definitely happening. That's a theme that we're all seeing with younger kids, these high school age girls and stuff that are comparing themselves on social media. And, you know, we talk a lot about Botox and stuff, but. It's crazy to me to think that there's like 18, 19, 20 year olds getting Botox and filler and all of that because they're seeing this perception on social media. Ooh. Yeah, um, I feel like I could tangent on this because this happened to my brother when he went to college and he's like, I mean, he's he's fine now, but he definitely had to, you know, had to start talking to someone because he was seeing all these people do all this cool shit. But it's like, you know, like I, I laugh when I when I see that T-shirt. It's like my I'm much cooler on Facebook, <laughs> you know, but it's like, yeah, that's fucking true. You know, like there's just so much AI, so much avatar, you know, stuff that it's just so much fake. I mean, there's now fake profiles on LinkedIn. Like it's it's an abundance, you know, so it's like, yeah, you have to just again with the confidence saying not drift too far away from who you are and who, you know, you want to be as opposed to who these people are and who they 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 say they are you know yeah so, like no nobody knows no one knows what's going on and i even have to remind myself you know that sometimes like if i'm having road rage for example and i'm like oh you're not getting your night paying attention i don't know what that person's doing right there i don't know if someone has to has to rush because you know, i don't know their their kid's sick or you know, who knows right it's like you just don't know what people are going through and i think that that goes you know what we we're saying with social media and the confidence that you have to just like oh like it just should be taken with a grain of salt. Yeah, that looks cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, take it with a grain of salt and their journey is not your journey. I think are both really important lessons that it's like, okay, you can't believe everything you see. I can't tell you how many um, stories I've read about, you know, it comes out that these Instagram influencers have like fake diamonds, like fake jewelry. So that you see them with like these massive rings and these amazing purses. And it's like, yeah, it came out that, um, or it comes out all the time that it's not real. So I think it's really 
it's easier said than done. And like I said, I, I took a break from social media for like three months because of that. And even from a break, a break from the shows that I was watching, you know, where, and I haven't watched them in over a year, but the Real Housewives series, you know, it was like, compared exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I haven't watched that shit. Like I actually started getting nightmares, like because I would, I, I watched before I go to bed and it would be just so confrontational and catty and just insane and I would have nightmares from it, which is hilarious because it's just this fucking reality show, right? But it's like, no, it's like, it's, yeah. And, and most of them are broke. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, it's hilarious. Like, you know, they're going in jail. They're doing this. It's just, oh, I would, I think that then, you know, all the recent ones with them going to jail or them being sued and all this stuff, it's like, it's really blown up that whole, I feel like there was a false sense of confidence and security around them and like what they, and it's like, you're broke. Yeah. A lot of you are broke. A lot of it is fake. You're in a rented house, you know, not knocking that, but it's like, you can't, yeah. they're positioning all of this stuff as if it's theirs, as if they own it. And they're getting, you know, gowns and things like that from these amazing designers rented to them and given to them and it's stuff. It's like, okay, you've got to really, you said it earlier and it, it's very true. Just take it with a grain of salt. And so I think even when you see people that come off as really, really confident, um, take it with a grain of salt that they're probably faking something to some extent. They probably were nervous. Like I know whenever you have your speaking engagement um, in July that you're going to absolutely go and crush that. But I'm going to know that your process leading up to that, you were like, okay, I'm a little nervous because you're one of the most confident people that I've ever met. And so it's like, okay, everybody, even no matter how um, much confidence they exude, everybody's got their things that make them like, okay, you know, should I be here? Should I be doing this? They kind of question themselves. But I think that's really powerful is that, you know, their journey's not your journey. Take it with a grain of salt. Um, so I think this segues nicely into my broke to boss tip, which is you may be the most skilled person, but if you lack confidence in yourself or your abilities, you've only got part of the ingredients for the success recipe. Well, that's so good. It makes me even want to put like a success recipe together. You know, like I'm thinking of a, of a cookbook. Yeah. You know, uh, because, and, I, and I'm sure uh, Kate, who does our marketing, she's feasting over this right now. She's like, of course you're going to do this. Uh, but, you know, there definitely is a recipe, but everyone's success, again, goes back to the journey is, is going to be slightly different. But I do think that there are different traits and different things that you could do that would that would work into just being a very successful, confident yeah, I like that. So I like that we leave our listeners with kind of some action items of things that we're going to do. We've referenced our health checklist and success recipe. So I think that's really important. And we'll, we should put that out. We should come up with a few ideas of what we feel create the success recipe. And again, as always, we encourage our listeners, share your thoughts with us. What do you think? Do you think that there is a success recipe? And if so, what does that look like for you? Because obviously it's going to vary depending upon the individual. And to your point, there's some themes. But I'd love to hear from our listeners, you know, what they feel um, goes into their success recipe. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. I'm getting the chili willies over here. <laughs> nice. And uh, also wanted to thank, you know, some listeners as well that uh, either via uh, YouTube or on, on LinkedIn, we've gotten a lot of requests for topics, which is super, super fun for us. And then uh, someone the other day was just like, how nerdy do you want to get? Like, do you want to go down and recruiting? I'm like, are you joking? I could Talk nerdy to you all day long when it comes to recruiting. Talk nerdy to you. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, Taylor, awesome episode. Thanks so much. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks, y'all.